Mine said enter. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Well, speaking of entering, we shall enter our funny mode. Yes, put on if our we, funny hats. If we have one. Yeah. I'll try. Uh. You can send us an email at the TSF at All righty, that is right. This is the podcast that sounds funny, and this is the week of what is the week of uh, August the sixteenth? Yeah. Um, uh, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, I forget all the show and episode breakdowns, but we are now on episode 93. Seven more. And I, I, last week, I said there was four weeks to our Big 100. I don't know what I was thinking of, because last week would have been eight weeks. Now it's seven weeks. Seven weeks, yeah. Yeah. You don't know how to do math. <laughs> yeah. I got, had a brain fart doing the math, I guess, last week. Who knows? That reminds me of a joke. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, uh, here we are. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister, and maybe a guest in the background uh, telling us the way we see it. Uh, and uh, this is your host, Keith, and joined with me is Funny Rock Terry. Star Terry <laughs> and Jill. Yeah, or something. And now I know it's just they're doing some really weird things here. Uh, but hey, we'd like to open up our show. Huh? And your fabulous wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you I have a guest voice in the background. She might be a little bit far away to pick up, but she said if we heard her. She might be coming and going as she does her busy uh, housewife, domestic goddess type things. Uh, this is fabulous. Coffee, coffee. Did she say that or flatulous? Just going to coffee. Flatulous wife. Yeah, if she gets flatulous and sits next to me, <laughs> man, yeah, we can see how that works. Um, but anyway, we like to open up with a segment called What's New? Does anyone have a question? It could be something to read and watch and doing, a classic funny family story, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I had a joke that goes along with what you were saying earlier, but before we got recording, what was that? What do you call a chicken that does math? A tell math, me, tell me. A math chicken. <laughs> well, um, well, I got something <laughs> that kind of. Not reading, watching, or doing, but last night I, I don't know why I had a dream. I was walking by a car and hit the mirror and broke it off. <gasps> and I jumped, George said, and said, I about pushed him out of bed. He's, What's wrong with you? I said, I just knocked a mirror off a car. <laughs> and he's like, In your sleep? And I was like, That's what I was dreaming. It woke me up. And so this morning he's already called me and said, Hey, the mirror is missing off the truck. <laughs> there we go. That got put in our van. <laughs> Somebody put a dent in our van. Right? Uh, our, our Highlander we have. 
Somebody ran into you? No. Yeah, it was a stationary pole. Oh. <laughs> I did that once when I could drive, so I know how it is. <laughs> Our driveway is really set up stupid. If you're backing out from where I park close enough so she doesn't have far to walk, you have to turn your wheels and back out at kind of an angle because otherwise you run either over the curb or you hit the pole. Well, last night I was kind of in a hurry and I was trying to watch all the mirrors and everything. As I backed out, I forgot to crank the wheels and I backed straight out and I hit the pole. She chose the pole. Uh, well, at least you still have your mirrors. I didn't break any of yours off. <laughs> well. No, well, I haven't looked out there this morning. Maybe you popped off our mirror, too. Um, I was just knocking off everybody's mirrors in my sleep. I guess. Well, I don't have an awful lot. I've lately been reading a, a book series called the Miss Julia series. Have you guys heard about that? No, I don't think so. No. It's about a, a widow woman named Miss Julia. And what does she do? Somebody that was missing Julia. Julia <laughs> Childs? <laughs> she, no, I, I think in the book, her last name is Springer. Uh, but the, it's a very character-driven book, kind of like the, um, oh, the Stephanie Plum books. They're kind of, uh. they're, they're like that and they're character-driven. They have some definite characters in the book. Although uh, the Miss Julia series is more of a Christian fiction type. And uh, the premise is that she is recently widowed. Uh, her husband was a pretty well-to-do businessman about town. And, but, but he had been sleeping around on her. And he had had you know, a child with another younger woman. <laughs> and uh, but by the end of the first book, though, he... By the end of the first book, though, he ends up dying of a heart attack or something. But he oh. leaves her all of her all of his money. So now she's a widow with all this money, uh, well to do. Too much. And time uh, various people around town are trying to have her committed, put to a <laughs> sane asylum, and she ends up, you know, sticking up for herself because she's one of these ladies who never st stood up for herself while her husband was alive. She just went along with everything. Hmm. And uh, somehow or other, she gets attached to this little boy, even though she shouldn't, because you know he's the bastard child of her husband. But she gets attached to him, and she discovers that his mom, the other woman, isn't such a bad person after all. And you know they have their own baggage and need a lot of help, so she helps them out. And they, by the end of the book and later books, they come to live with her in her big, huge house along with her uh, colored uh, uh, house helper uh, who she and, and she has a, a I think a sheriff or a deputy who lives in one of their rooms upstairs and not to mention a prosecuting lawyer who lives in one of the rooms upstairs <laughs> and uh, between all these characters there's always something coming up some mystery that needs to be solved um, somebody's mm -hmm. out to you know like this latest one, uh, they had a, a, a motorcycle riding fundraiser uh, because uh, some guy was going to buy up the hot springs near the town. But it turns out the hot springs is also uh, where a low-income community is at. 
And he was going to basically buy up all the properties and evict them all, which he was at the point of doing. Like me. <laughs> Unless uh, <laughs> Miss Julia, because this is where her, her you know, colored house helper lives at with her family and community. So she decides to help her out and she's going to go and invest in buying up all this land and drive these outsiders away. Anyway, this is the kind of stories that Miss Julia is always finding herself doing this little old widow woman with a misfit group of characters. It's really kind of funny. And it is considered Christian fiction. Once in a while, there could be some uh, edginess to it, but his life is edgy sometimes. Uh, and she has a, a Presbyterian minister who you wonder <laughs> <laughs> about the guy because he's one of the guys who tried to have her have her committed into the insane asylum in the first book. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, Miss Julia, if you haven't had a chance, check it out. There's a whole bunch in the series. I'm only up to like book four. Uh, that's like a series I wrote a while back, a misfortune series, but I forget the author. But it was funny to read all the different crazy things. Anything that can go wrong in this mystery, this woman's trying to figure out all the things she has to come across. And yeah. There's alligators involved because it's down in the swamplands. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if anyone wants to check out them books. Now, did Terry have something else besides his chicken joke? <laughs> I swallowed a chicken bone last night. got stuck in my throat. Ouch. I think. <laughs> it's hard to tell chicken jokes, huh? <laughs> is that book series you're reading a new release or is it an older? You know? Well, I don't know when. Being a series, the first one probably came out years ago, but there may be a newer. Yeah, they. it's a series. And like I said, I'm at the book four. There's probably at least a dozen or more in the, the, the Bard NLS library. So it's probably been around for a good 10, 15, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. What was the name? What's the actual name of the... If, if you do look up for Miss Julia, you'll probably get results back. Hmm. Now, the thing is, if you look it up on Bard, it doesn't have like book one and book two. You kind of have to look at the copyright dates on them. But right. the way I found to keep them in order is I have a Goodreads account where yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't automatically do it, but you have to tell it, I'm reading this book, I'm finished with this book, I'm starting the next book. But it'll track your reading ha uh, activity. But the thing with Goodreads is it does tell you, Miss Julia book, book number four in the series, it will tell you on Goodreads what number it is. Now, if you look on your phone, do you look for books on your phone or your computer? My phone. Your phone. If you tap, you know how when it says the title... You tap right there, it'll take you to a different screen and it'll show you those in order. Oh, it doesn't. It'll tell you like the date and the, this is a series, Miss Julia series. And if you tap on that link, it'll take you through and show you all the books that Bard has in that series in, in order. order. Well, I know you go on my down phone. To the bottom, it says add all these to wish lists and let oh, you really? know if, huh. uh, if any more books come out to let you know to add them to your oh. wish list. So. Jill's a good on the website, Bard webpage. On the on the phone, yeah. I don't well, use on, on my computer. Don't work, so everything I do is on my phone. But okay, so on the phone app, well, see on the on my phone app, like if I, there's uh, the Miss Julia book title on my thing I just downloaded, 
you can swipe up. It'll say show all the books in the series, show all the books by the author, show all the books in the category. Well, whenever I go to in the series, it doesn't give them in order. Huh. It, it used to, so maybe I've got something scrambled up in there. Because that's what it usually does in mine. It'll show them. Don't tell you the numbers, but they're usually in order. Right. Well, I noticed that they're not on mine anymore. And I don't know what I did, but maybe I did mess something up. Anyway, um, just back to Terry, did you have something else to add? And then we'll get on with the rest of our segments here. You would, Well, I just want to say you'd think that these authors, it'd be, it's hard to say, like, I'm going to write book one of 300. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is book two, I think, of 300. And you know, so on. It's like you write a book, it's the only you don't think about, okay, I'm going to make a series of books, you know, or maybe they do think that. You know, well, sometimes like that, they might just write the first one, and then I, a lot of people. I, I like think it. some authors do envision their book as a series, right. uh, but they don't know how far they want to go with it. And it is, if they don't get a lot of feedback from it, they're like, eh, my bothers will just be the a one shot. Uh, but some authors do it one, book two and then they read it do, 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 do. Well, with star wars george lucas envisioned his story as nine, uh, as nine, a, a trilogy of trilogies but nine. he thought the most interesting or compelling stories was the middle three so that's why he started with the movies with that nine. but books one two and three actually did exist uh, or at least in his mind that they, they did mm. um, yeah. So, do you want to move on to our next? Yeah, let's go on to our news. Huh? Oh wait, what no, news? it's your. It's our. Yeah. I don't know. It's the key. Really? Who else just joined us? Me. Kaylee. Kaylee. Kaylee, who's Kaylee? She's still sleeping. Huh? That it sounded like a man. Yeah, because it's picking up on this microphone. Who's Kaylee? Is that Nathan's little girl? His little bitty baby girl. Kaylee, thirteen now. Yeah. Wow, she she used wow. to be that big. <laughs> yeah, last time I could hold her like in her, one hand. Just about. <laughs> On the last time y'all seen her, she was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> now wow. she's just a bigger baby. Now yeah, she's thirteen. Wow, that's a big baby. <laughs> But if you're going to refer to a big baby as a big baby, she's not the biggest baby in the house. There's other kids in the house who are bigger babies <laughs> about things. Anyway, uh, a random topic is where we like to go to next. Your secret is safe with us. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> so for a random topic. We need to spin the wheel. We have four items to choose from. It's two. No, she did that last week. No, it was four last week. I don't remember. <laughs> I thought she picked two and then four. Because last week was a uh, holiday. Uh, so this week would be icebreaker. We have some fresh meat to ask some questions to. Ooh, Robin's going to answer too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to ask some questions to some people here. 
All I'd like you to do is say yes or no. Is it raining where you guys are? I think so. All right, here's the question. Teleportation or flying? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I would... you can teleport and get there quicker. <laughs> Beam me yeah, up, but... Scotty. Yeah, but flying would be cool because then you'd fly over and see you what can... you're... Are you talking about flying in an airplane or flying like flying like superman it just says flying you're flying under your own power flying yeah. an airplane <laughs> uh, i'm gonna fly. say fly above yeah. the see robin wants to fly me too <laughs> i think but i don't want to fly in a, planes are fun but i would want to be like superman or wonder woman where her airplane's clear and you can well, see what actually propels superman when he's flying uh, uh-oh birds, birds don't like her Huh? Birds, <laughs> birds flap their wings when they fly. Superman just must fart. For, <laughs> springs into the air. So what is Kaylee with tel- teleporting or flying? Teleportation. Teleporting? You want to have your monocles all scrambled? As long as there ain't no fly in there with us. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Teleportation does sound pretty good because you can just be there instantaneously. Right. So- all righty, next question. What is your real favorite movie, and what is your movie you pretend to like to satisfy people around you? Mm. <laughs> well, mine that I pretend to like is Tombstone, because there's a man in my house that would watch it every day if I let him, and I get tired of it. <laughs> kind of like whenever our kids are younger, Willy Wonka. It's like, no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> I mean, I like Willy Wonka, but to watch it nonstop 12 hours a day. Yeah, that would be Tombstone, the Wyatt Earp story. My grandsons would make my grandson would make me watch either Snow White or Barney over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. How about Kaylee, Barney or Snow White? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the question was, what's your real favorite movie and what's the movie you pretend to like because of people around you? My favorite movie. Uh, my favorite movie would probably end up being like Lilo and Stitch. And like my pretend favorite would have to end up being like Hocus Pocus or something. Like it's a good movie. I like it. They're making a part two to that too. Yeah. Hocus Pocus I want to watch that. It seems really good. But like Hocus Pocus. Kayleen and the kids, they watch it over and over and over, and my little sister watches it over and over and over. Yeah, so I see a theme here. Movies that people like to watch tirelessly, endlessly, but we pretend to lie. I have two favorite movies, but... uh, Go ahead. I was going to say... One of my favorite movies was... uh, um, Oh God! Now the name popped <laughs> out of my head. Oh, um, dang it! With Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon used to be one of my favorites until True Lies came out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's a good one, Jamie Lee Curtis. And, and so th- those are your wife's pretend movies that she pretends to like, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Back to the Future. I all three of them. I like those. I know one of her favorites is Dirty Dancing. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
I have to say, that would be one I would pretend to really like. I mean, it's okay, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. My favorite would be the Harry Potter movies. We love Harry uh, Potter. And uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Those are my mm-hmm. favorite. Yeah, I would have to pretend to like the Lord of the Rings movies. I like the Lord of the Rings, just not the movies. They're so long. <laughs> it would be much better if it was a descriptive video. Otherwise, you get a lot of sound effects and music, and that makes a three-hour nap time. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, sure it's maybe. On, it's pretty sure it's on SamNet, but I just... I was going to say that. It probably is, but I don't go on SamNet all that much anymore. But anyway, let's, let's do one more. Just something. I don't um, know. <laughs> Which celebrity do you shamelessly follow in the news? Do you have a favorite celebrity? Huh. Donald Trump, Orsman. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Really. I don't know that many celebrities that are out there anymore. So, yeah. I, I, I guess the one that catch my attention is uh, this morning, so and so just died at age 74. Like, Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it gets my attention. Yeah, but it amazes me sometimes how old some of these actors are. Actresses like Olivia Newton-John was in her 70s. I didn't think she was that old. Yeah, like 73 or 4, something like that. Uh-huh. Younger than Joe Biden. <laughs> well, I think she had to be at least in her 70s because right. I was in my... Well... She was uh, hit the country music charts in 73 or 74. We were still in grade school at the time. And so she would have been, I'm guessing, in her early 20s at the time. I don't know. So, Just to hear their ages. No, she would have been, because she had already been singing for a little while by that time. So I figured up in my fingers and toes that she is about the age of Uncle Joe. Give or take a year. Uh, no, she'd be a physical, physical. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any. I, I, I can't. I don't really get really thrilled by following celebrities. Uh, I mean, maybe once upon a time. I mean, I kind of joked about Donald Trump. I don't follow Donald Trump. I mean, but his name is just always there in the news, which amuses me. <laughs> yeah. To see what they're saying about him this time, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't go out of my way to follow him. Follow anybody? Um, I don't know. So there's like a lot of shows that I watch, but one of them that I could probably like recite off the top of my head would be Stranger Things. And a lot of the people from Stranger Things, I will literally like Google their name and just read all the news because they do know that. So you are a stalker of celebrities. Nova Schnapp and Doja Cat got into some beef because she had DM'd him asking him to ask out Joseph Quinn for her, and he posted the the screenshot on. TikTok and Instagram and she got really upset and went on an Instagram live and was like, oh, like he's a snake. He's a horrible person. <laughs> like, please, just a kid. So I have to cut up the slack. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we don't really stalk celebrities all that much. Uh, Donald, uh, I, I, even back in the day, I don't know who you would say I would go out of my way to follow, but I don't know. Now, when I was a kid, yeah. Sean Cassidy. Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, Donnie Don, Osmond. Oh. <laughs> I, now, we had a, a question along that line about some heartthrob that we would like. But yeah, maybe whenever I was a kid, but not earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember who you're, you and Terry, who you liked when you were a kid. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Osmond, maybe. And, yeah, some of the people like country. That. A little bit rock and roll. Yeah. It was really David Cassidy for me. Well, we like to move on along then. You sound like you know what you're talking about. Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and pull out. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. You've been so nice, I feel I should buy something. And this is where we have our news segment, where we talk about news headlines. And I, I got, got a, Terry's ready. With a I've got a couple. News. I know Terry's always ready with <laughs> I've got a bear story, a big black bear way out there. All right. In New York City, uh, a man in New York City, Vito... And Tony was driving down the highway. He was driving past a downstate maximum security prison. The prison had been closed since March, and he caught a bear breaking into the prison. <laughs> prison break in. And <laughs> Sound the alarm. <laughs> He watched the bear scale over the chain link fence and the barbed wire. Like Seems a, like that would flatten out if a bear tried to climb over it. Like a commando. Well, no, they're pretty sturdy, though, for being around a prison. Like a commando going up and over the razor wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so why was the prison empty? Did like uh, The prisoners all got good. <laughs> yeah, they all, they all reformed. They left. No more prison. They, <laughs> in the, uh, 
he moved just recently moved to the Hudson area where he's out in the wildlife away from the city. It doesn't really say much why it was closed, but you know, it's more about the bear and him breaking in. But hmm. uh, yeah, well, you know, I guess you could say when people vacate the place, the animals move back in, I guess. <laughs> This this used to be my territory. I'm gonna maybe, it. maybe everybody got corona and they died. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't say it doesn't say why they doesn't uh, say a bear breaking <laughs> in. That's all I got for that one. Well mine is about a, a piece of uh art that is called the mortar and pestle. I think it was in, let me think. It's, I don't know, because the way I looked at it, I thought it was a big picture, a painting, but then they say it's a sculpture. Would they call a sculpture a painting? Uh, well, no, because a painting no. is use paint. Uh, a mortar right. pestle is what you use, like they used to use a grind flour. You'd have like a little flat stone and a little other stone to grind the flour. It's a piece yeah, of, it's a they piece used of it. In this one, they made. They were making salsa. It says so. It was a. Uh, hold on, I had to do this article because the the artist was Jesus Kuta, I think something like that. Well, we're I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that's probably what it said. But this phone said yeah. Jesus. <laughs> But this, it was an appetizing sculpture, it said. And it was, like I said, I was picturing a painting with the guacamole in the bowl part. Cause, ah. But then they called it a sculpture. So maybe it's a sculpture. Yeah, because the mortar and pestle these days is like a little bowl with a little, uh, you know, a little pestle, like a little vertical thing. And these yeah. are the cr crush up medicines with. like Right. Uh, yeah, and herbs and different things. You, you just, Usually, the crush things. I, I can see being a sculptured and you know, more of a sculpture than a painting. Yeah, it pays respect to the indigenous people of Mexico. Indigenous. Yes. The native people. The native people of Mexico. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I have one about dumb criminal in California. Oh, I like dumb criminals. <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> burglar forgot his keys inside the crime scene. The headline says it all. The guy broke into a house uh, in San Rafael, California. Very yeah, north that. That. yeah. Uh, a Northern California burglar returned to the scene of the crime this weekend after he forgot his keys inside of a donut company's corporate office. So a burglar breaks into a donut shop. That's like a, like a joke ready to happen right there. <laughs> While he was there, he robbed some things and then he forgot his car keys. And then he returned to the scene of where police would be with donuts. <laughs> Can we say it down, Grandma? No. Yeah. Uh, now I, I'm pretty sure um, that they didn't catch him. Uh, let's see, he broke in. He forgot his keys. He stole petty cash. Uh, then when he returned, 
he stole the keys to a bakery truck, but he didn't steal the truck. So I guess maybe he picked up the truck keys thinking it was his keys or something. Who knows? But he used uh, whatever burglar tools to get into the office. Um, the crime was reported. Surveillance video shows a man moving around inside the office area where he pried open the filing cabinets. Uh, he took a bank bag with an unknown amount of cash. And in the end, that story goes on with some details, but the basically the donut shop owner is, uh, of course, going to celebrate by giving the cops some donuts. <laughs> yeah, they don't want money. They want their daily dose of donuts. Yeah. I can just imagine the dumb criminal walking back like, oh, sorry, I forgot my keys. Let me just grab them real quick. I'll be out here, out here real quick. Go through your investigation. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> Yeah, dumb criminals. Dumb criminals. I've got a story about a grocery store. The headline is uh, a black rat snake was found in a bag of popcorn. In a oh, I bet Terry found it. Just <laughs> popping corn in his living room without came a snake. <laughs> in Virginia, she was taking the this girl Kim uh, was taking the no bag. relation, huh? No. <laughs> uh, she was she got the bag of popcorn and she noticed there was a hole in the top right corner, and so she was going to take it up to the counter because they can't sell it you know it's got a hole in the bag so she put it in her shopping cart and she's going towards the front and all of a sudden the snake poked its head out <laughs> and she's like hey <laughs> I, I, i'm sure that it wasn't a hey it was probably like ah! <laughs> <laughs> probably it's she says the snake slithered out of the bag and it was like the full length of the shopping cart on the inside, you know. The shopping oh cart. man! I'm like that, you know. It doesn't say exactly how big, other than that measurement. But then again, shopping carts do come in very about three feet long or so, sometimes more or less. Oh, her name was Kimberly Slaughter, huh. and so then uh, she and she was at the shopper's value. So don't go there and get popcorn, everybody. <laughs> now, I wonder, was the snake just a little bit bulgy? Because snakes don't generally eat popcorn. But I could see if a mouse was chewing on the bag, because mice do like to nibble on popcorn. And the snake says, hey, I saw a mouse over there. And he went after the mouse and ate the mouse and then slurred out with a full belly. <laughs> it, it slithered around inside of the shopping cart. And decide, and then it just went back into the hole in the pop in the bag of popcorn. Wow, I think yeah. I would have just left the cart and walked away. <laughs> well, you know, they come with a little buttery pad in there to help the popcorn pop. So just like enjoying the, the free lube job on its skin. <laughs> I got some lotion in here and these little kernels real good. Yeah. Little colonel scratched his back. The, you know, it's like I—I I know it's got to be a you know a already popped bag of popcorn. So you'd be too, you know, 
popcorn grains you buy pre, you know, that you got to no. pop. No. I'm sure you'd see a snake in there. You know? It was already popped, yeah, because it would have a clear plastic on it. Right. And so then it says that uh, an employee from the store disposed of the snake, and they have no idea where it came from. Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't have been my husband. My husband yeah. was pulling weeds over the weekend, and when he was done pulling weeds out of the flower bed, he looked in, and there was a snake laying there. He's like, ah! <laughs> They're investigating it to see where it may have came from. It's like, uh, I would say from the hole in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, how came are they... The snake shouldn't have been in the store. I understand where did it come from. Did they drop the bag somewhere? How did the snake get in there? When it says they're native to black rat snakes are native to Virginia, but they're not usually found in popcorn bags. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like they have like teeth that are gonna gnaw through the bag. And and so you know that's why I read this story. And I started putting all my pop popcorn in Tupperware bowls. <laughs> I've got bags to put it in, you know, and sell it, but like, I don't know now. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. What? A man in a wig in May was detained after throwing a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. Throwing a piece of tape? Cake. Cake. Yeah. 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 He was in a wheel he was in a wheelchair with a wig on and he uh threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. I think I did that story. Yeah. That sounds familiar, like you might have. Yeah. Cool. Let her eat got cake. in trouble for doing that. Yeah, you can go ahead and read it though. No, that's okay. <laughs> that was funny. I remember well, that. I was about ready to they have some kind of glass in front of the Mona Lisa because that's happened before where people have thrown stuff at it but I don't know why would you throw something at a piece of art she was hungry I guess yeah. it was just hungry and wanted to share his cake <laughs> with the pretty lady in the picture Mona Lisa, take a bite of my birthday cake <laughs> It does say that in 1911, the Mona Lisa disappeared from the museum for more than two years. There were no hints on where it could be until someone tried to sell a painting to an Italian art dealer who informed the authorities. So the Mona Lisa was recovered and her fame was all the grief, the loot says on its website. Hmm. Oh, all right. Who's turning it up for God? Yeah, another one, Jill. Yep, it's up to me. And this one, a dog and its owner in Australia had to be rescued from the roof of a public bathroom. <laughs> Somehow, it doesn't say, but then, of course, the dog wasn't going to tell on itself. The dog got up on top. I'm kind of picturing an, uh, Johnny on the spot, but I don't know. Maybe Australia has something different because the dog got up there and couldn't figure out how to get down. So the owner climbed up to try to help the dog get down, and she got stuck, too. Yeah. Really smart people. So the New South Wales Fire and Rescue had to come, and they built a ramp to get the dog down safely. And then the owner came down by ladder, which is no big excitement. But I don't understand how would a dog get up on top. Yeah, dogs aren't known for climbing. 
Right. And it was a German Shepherd. So it was a big dog, but well, they have you know the outdoor restrooms some places, you know, just like in the park in Indiana. It's like a little building. You know, they do right. have you know ones well, like yeah, that. Been... But still, how did it get up there? <laughs> yeah. Like in a campground, you're saying the right, you know. Down there in, in Missouri, they have some that's like glorified outhouses, you know. Well, you know, maybe the dog went to use the bathroom on the inside and there was a bear down the basement. So he got scared. <laughs> and jumped, and jumped up there because he was afraid of the bear in the basement. Right. <laughs> Boil back to an earlier story from all the Right. <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, this one, I don't know how in the world. I mean, my little beagle can jump up on top of his doghouse like Snoopy used to do, but. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I've never, my husband's never told me, but somehow he looks out there and he's like, he's up on top of his doghouse. Wow. <laughs> Snoopy should have named him Snoopy. I sh well, he should have, but his name is Jack. Yeah. Well, Did some dogs can jump your, pretty high. Your... But... <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. Wow. <laughs> well, I got one more. Oh, I got um, it. Go ahead. You, you heard of the Highland games they have in Scotland where they have like these really bizarre things that they do? Yeah. Well, apparently somebody when the Highland games uh, got killed or died, um, the Hague, Netherlands is where the story comes from. A man comes or a man dies after a man is struck by a hammer that is used in the Highland Games. So like, like I guess like Thor, they throw a hammer. Yeah. And so somebody must have threw it pretty far because it struck somebody <laughs> and killed them. Wow. But this is where they had like that big pole. They pick up the pole and they throw it. And they you know. throw it, yeah. So it's these, these really freaky, you know, shows of strength, basically. Aren't they supposed to yell like, four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> They uh, were doing that somewhere in Springfield not long ago because my nephew used to go up and do that kind of stuff. Log, like a rock, log tossing and rock there's, uh, and not a lot in the story other than you know how they medevaced him and got medical attention and so forth. Uh, the event was halted after the incident. Uh, but the only thing it really says about it is that the games originated in Scotland. They tossed the caber, that big wooden pole. They tossed the hammer. But the hammer is actually a wooden handle where they have a metal ball attached to it. So I, I'm envisioning like a shot put, only you, you have a, a stick with the ball on the end of it or something. And you throw the ball. Anyway, that's all I got on that one. The guy. You would think if somebody seen that coming at them, they would move. I don't know. There's a slow-moving cannonball coming right at me. <laughs> I think I'll stand here and see if I can catch it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> right in the head. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> like that joke, the ball at the ball game kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then it hit me. <laughs> so, yeah, those uh, sporting athletic games uh, definitely can have a deadly consequence. I suppose they were originally designed for that, to train people for battle and stuff. Anyway, that's all I really got. Do you... Uh... You guys remember when we could see 
how much fun it was when we played putt putt golf. Yeah. Miniature golf. Yeah. Well, I have a, a record breaking story here of a quartet of guys who went for a world record and in Kentucky and they putted on the miniature golf range a record breaking 2000 uh, 97 holes in uh, 24 hours Oh, wow. I finally got the headline out. <laughs> so they just kept going around and around the miniature golf because, of course, they don't. So about a thousand holes per hour, roughly. And they started at 8 a.m. Sunday, finished 8 a.m. Monday, 297 holes in. Two thousand ninety-seven holes in twenty-four hours, breaking a record of one thousand four hundred forty holes <gasps> set by a German team in two thousand five. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like miniature golf, but I don't think I'd want to play it that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if Terry remembers this when it was at our grandma's house in Marion. They had that putt putt golf course just down the road by the park, and it was one time. Me, I know it was me and our two cousins there. And I'm pretty sure Terry was there. And we did the putt-putt golf. We played 17 of the 18 holes over oh, yeah. and over and over until we yeah. got tired of it. We yeah. surely didn't go for 24 hours. Because <laughs> yeah. once it goes in that last for, hole, you don't get your ball back, right? Right, right. Because the 18th yeah. hole, they, they keep, they, your ball goes in the hole and you don't get it back. Yeah, so, so we played those 17 holes. I mean, it had to have been I'm, 17 yeah. hours. I remember that. Well, see, that would have been the story to tell at the beginning of the show for a <laughs> family thing there. But they they uh, they did this as a fundraising uh, effort for the uh, Matthew 25 uh, Ministries Disaster Relief for the flooding of the people in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> and so... They, uh, Matthew 25. What does that chapter be talk about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I didn't look it up. <laughs> but it comes, we shall put put all over the place. I don't know. Uh, it talks about playing putt putt golf to raise money. <laughs> Jesus played putt putt golf. Yeah, that's what it talks about. And gives, you know, that's about it to the story, unless you want to know their names. But I left that part out. But. <laughs> You can leave with with the bonus one if you want, or we'll move on, on to our next segment. Let me see what I have next. A Minnesota farm has a the world's largest corn maze. Um, you know how they have the this time. You know, here in the fall they have it for Halloween. Kid, you know the the mazes. Yeah. And everything. So they they. Um, they have a maze. It's 110 acres. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> they have Stony Brook Farms. They have classic horror 
villain shaped. It's 110 acres, but they have different mazes. In uh, oh, okay. So they're smaller. So they yeah, have my like, daughter. You can go from maze to maze. Yeah. Right. We they, couldn't figure like our when, way through the corn maze we went through. We broke through the wall and came out of the side. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like, I hope they got porta potties in there somewhere. <laughs> we can put our German Shepherd on top of. <laughs> and the uh, they have a Halloween villain theme, like you know, they got like Jason's mask, you know, you from from the sky, you know, or when you see them. Oh, like the, that's what the maze the looks like. They're right designed as a and they. Uh, Mm. It features Pennywise the Clown, Chucky, and Jason. Uh, it's this is Stony 30. Brook Farms. Where is that located at? What state? Um, I'll get back to it. Um, yeah. But they, uh, what, what, let's say, it's 32 miles of mazes. Wow. Four different mazes. Walk. Huh? That's a long walk. Uh, that is a long walk. Uh, they, they have their the easy maze, hard, and then two extreme mazes. I can do it in thirty-two days. <laughs> they, they have electronic uh, helpers, you know, whatever. I guess you know, was tracking it, or something. <laughs> GPS. I wondered if you got in there and got lost and couldn't figure out how to get out, how would they know where you? It went into the Friday the Thirteenth maze and never came out. <laughs> Children of the Corn yeah. got them. <laughs> they have they have around different corners. They have QR codes that you can scan with your phone. I guess yeah. that get a progress like, report. Oh, not bad yet. <laughs> follows your location as you walk through the maze. Maze middle getting too lost well that's good to know all uh, that stuff you wouldn't want to get in there and never come back out till they find your body <laughs> the the largest one on prior record was 60 60 acres of mazes huh. and that was in cool patch pumpkins in california yeah but this one is this one is in uh, let me go back to the top here because yeah, as I recall, the uh, Six Flags there by St. Louis is on 50 acres. So that gives us some perspective of how big that is. Wow. If people are familiar with Six Flags by St. Louis. Minnesota. Ah. Minnesota Farms. Okay. I'll just kind of curious that what people who might be interested could plan on visiting there sometime soon. It says Minnesota Farms, but it doesn't. Well, like I said, it was Donnybrook Farms in Minnesota. In, yeah, I'm parents in Minnesota, but you mentioned Six Flags real quick. I would say uh, on the news this morning, they were because uh, ro uh, National Roller Coaster Day. It's oh. raining here in St. Louis area, but Tim all was day. over there riding on all the roller coasters in celebration of that. And all right. Yeah, it's going to rain all day, they say. There was a shooting in Six tops. Flags in Chicago yesterday. Yeah. Well, we heard well, that too. That's all I got. Let's go on. Uh, <laughs> well, I Rob, got more hold on. Robin has one story for us, real quick. Okay. 
there was a dog that was found um, 500 feet down in a cave in near Perryville, Missouri. Huh. Um, that they were doing a, a cave project, and when they got down about 500 feet, they found the dog. And so they took a picture of the dog and went around to all the neighborhoods uh, to different houses to see if it belonged to somebody. They finally found its owner. The dog had been mis- missing since June 9th, and they found it on August 6th. Wow. still alive. So after two months in the cavern. And they, they found it. They, they managed to rescue it. And I thought that was kind of yeah, well, there, there are underground <laughs> streams, so you, you would, they would have had some source of water, and they do have salamanders that like to live in caves. Well, so. he, did, he, he was really deep by the time they found, yeah. found it, and um, they decided to bring it up in a uh, duffel bag. Yeah. So they had a duffel bag and a blanket, and when they laid the blanket out, the dog just kind of finally got up Plop. and walked away with the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually laying in mud. Uh, because where where it was, it was far enough down that there wasn't any water. Uh, day. And I don't know how it survived, but it did. It, yeah, it must have sat for two months. Huh. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. Huh? Yeah, it's not much of a job, but at least they eat regular. Well, with all of our news uh, over... It's time for some weird words. And this time, I'm and we have some, some new people to try out the weird words on. I'm going to tell you some words that have been taken out of the dictionary. It'll be okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Nine they don't words. take anything out of the OED, so it must be like the modern Merriam-Webster dictionary or something. Um, I don't know if it's said taken out the of the, o, the OED is they collect all the English word. It's about like a foot thick is how big the dictionary is. I didn't see it. I wish the, what I read was just some guy had read it and picked out words that he thought was interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this is some words that have been taken out. The first word is aerodrome. Everybody shut up. It's A-E-R-O-D-R-O-N-E. Aerodrone. Aerodrone. I know what that is. This, I don't know what that is. In the air. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a really boring airplane. It just drones on. <laughs> I'm an airplane. See me fly. Actually, it's the airfield. It's an old-fashioned word for an airfield. Yep, that's what it is. An old English word, and they took it out of the dictionary because... Of course, airport was more common and took it over. I, I think it comes from when they used to march cavalry. It, it was called the something drone, whatever word relates to horses. And then they with, with airplanes, they changed that what used to be a marching field into an aerodrome. Hmm. That's how they came up with that. And our next word. Uh, it's alienism. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's the way the... the alienism. It's the belief in aliens. Well, this word has been taken out of the dictionary. So I don't know. I can tell you why. Yeah, tell me out. why. <laughs> it's an because it's racist. Term. 
It's an obsolete term for psychiatry. Yes, it was racist. That's why. <laughs> really? For psychiatry? Alienism? I don't get that. They didn't like people that mentally ill patients didn't like being known as alien. Because uh, alien means foreign, foreigner. Yeah. So how does foreignerism relate to your you know, mental state? I don't know. Yeah. And the next word is <laughs> Brabble. B-R-A-B-B-L-E. Brabble. Brab with a B, B-R? B, B-R, yeah. Brabble. Brabble. It is capable of being brabbed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever brab means, I do not know. Brab. It's like bragging, only you kind of have a cold. So, so you got a sniffle in the middle or something? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Well, this word here it means to quarrel, quarrel, argue, or fight. But since there's enough other words in the dictionary meaning the same thing, they decided to take it out. They retired it. Hmm. Which I think it's weird how they pick and choose what words can stay and what words go. What if somebody uses that word? Well, but that that's just it. Is uh, whenever words fall out of common use. Uh, they they do try to get rid of those. In fact, um, there's a lot of old words that have departed the language, like from Middle Evil times. Mm-hmm. The reason why some of them are still in the dictionary is because the rule of thumb is if it's found in Shakespeare or the Bible, they'll keep it in the dictionary. Oh, huh. But that's, but that's not always the case, but that's generally the case. Otherwise, they do <laughs> kind of get rid of them. <laughs> next next word you'll get a kick out of. The next word is share bang. And I spell it C H A R A B A N C. Share bank. Share bank with a C on the end. Share bank. Cherubunk. It's French, right? It is French. So so the bank is where you keep your money. You shared a bunk bed with somebody. Yeah. Shared a bunk bed. If if you're in the Navy on a ship, you've definitely shared a bunk. Share a bunk. Share a bunk. It's a... Well, they they do what they call hot hot bunking, where every shift uh, you get off and then Someone else occupies the bunk. You just left to t- go on your ship. Oh, that's how you share a bunk, huh? That's that's what the hot bunk. <laughs> you're sharing a bunk. There's uh, two guys or guys, girls, and whatever they have. Who knows? <sighs> well, let me tell you. This word here it means it's an old-fashioned motor carriage. Oh, a wagon with benches. A motor coach. It was used for sightseeing. And now it's called, let's see, it, it belongs in historical fiction. I guess it means like an old time taxi. Oh, because yeah, they have different words like a broom or a dray or different types of carriages. That's, that's probably something like that. It was, uh, 
And they say may still may people in French France may still use that word. I don't know, but they have taken it out of the dictionary just because it was old. Yeah. Old. I was gonna say it sounded like it could have been French. Sure, bon. uh, let's see our next word is Deliciate, D-E-L-I-C-I-A-T-E. And it's not delicious, it's delistiate. It is delicious, but you have a lisp. It was delicious until she ate it. It's not delicate, it says. It's a Jeff Foxworthy word. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a suddenly a huge wave of sound here. If you guys oh. can't hear it, that's fine, but I can definitely hear it, and it's definitely very distracting. A little loud. Oh. No, we even I have a door in between me loud. and it, and it's still loud. Huh. <coughs> well, the meaning of this word, uh, I went too far, darn it. To amuse or please oneself by indulging in rebel. In rebel, <laughs> so revelry, partying. Party too hard. Party too hard is delicious, huh? I didn't think we were yeah. partying hard when they played Reveille in the Army. Hey, wow. <laughs> it was reveling. Yeah, well, yeah, Reveille is different from reveling. <laughs> <laughs> Our next word. Maybe you flunked that class, and maybe now you fight when people mock you on the It's fragorific. <laughs> fragorific. It's like a fragrance that is really terrific. Fragorific. It smells good. <laughs> oh, I didn't sp- oh, here it goes. F R I G O R I F. I see frigorific, frigorific, Frigor- frigorific, maybe frigorific. It's cold. <laughs> well, you kind of this word does mean something like that. It is something terribly cold. That, something that causes coldness. <laughs> so. Freezer, freon, <Yeah>. ice. <laughs> We have frigid still, it says, but we got rid of frigorific. It just means the same thing, to be cold, to cause cold. So when your, your girlfriend or wife is mad at you, they're creating some cold at you. Yep. <laughs> Willis Carrier knew how to do it. <laughs> he invented the air conditioning. <laughs> Our next word is frutescent. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. F R U T S C E N T Fruitescent. Uh, it smells like fruit. Yeah. What's that? Who far to who smell like fruit in here? Uh-uh. Someone has on some fruity perfume or something. <laughs> well, this word it means 
having yes. the appearance of dun, 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 fruit of shrubs. Shrub. <laughs> <Don't ask laughs> you look like a shrub. That's to be shrub tenses. No, a dress makes you look bushy. <laughs> you got a bushy butt. Take that dress off. Put on there for one. Our next word is super irrigation. Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Zipper. Super That's irrigation. What, oh, super. I'm going to say if a zipper, that means you can't hold your bladder or something. <laughs> you to irrigate your zipper from the inside. But it's super. Well, overabundance of rain, I guess. You're being flooded. Super califragilistic. Super what? Oh, super irrigation. Oh, super irrigation. Yeah. Lots of water. Panama Canal. Oh. Today oh, it's raining. It's super irrigating outside. You would think it would have something to do with rain, but this means, oh, it comes from medieval Latin. Let's go and see what it. Uh, going above and beyond the call of duty. Oh, above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah. So you're a hero. Here's your medal for your super irrigation of the <laughs> battlefield. Thanks. I had to pee a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next word is. You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions. Literacy's your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. Yonkers. Uh, I should know that. I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, it's young Y-U-N-K-E-R. It's a city a city in New York, right? Yonkers, New York. Well, Yonkers. I'm a, I don't know how they spell that one up there, but I've heard that too, that it's a city up there, but that's not what this word means here. <laughs> it's but what did it used to mean, huh? Yeah. Yonkers, Y-U-N-K-E-R-S, is that right? This word means, uh, the older definition means a young man or a child. Oh, like a jungen in German. And a it child. was from 1856, it says. And there's a store that's online only now. It closed the store. And it's only online where you can find this uh, Yunker store. But that's mm. all my words for the week. There was only nine this week. So these are words you won't see in there anymore. Well, I was just listening to Reader's Digest for July and August, and they have a big old list of words at the end of that one. <laughs> Taken out of the dictionary or just words? Well, just words and their definitions. The improve their... your vocabulary words, you mean? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're they're similar to the ones that she was pulling out of the dictionary, though. They're weird words that I ain't never heard of. <laughs> huh. Yeah. <coughs> but now we can move on to Terry. Yeah, what's, what's Nathan's word from TikTok today? <laughs> We were listening to it today. And our son has a new TikTok channel that's called What's his channel called? Jack Bell. There's a different one. It's different. He's got a different one too. That's what we're talking about. Knowing is best. So if people do a TikTok, look it up when you get some. And words. he tells you words of the day, like vocabulary or something? 
Today's word of the day. I don't TikTok, so I don't know. There's a skill on your Amazon Echo for. I don't have Amazon either. <laughs> word of the day, Tanny. It's really. Uh, it's like your words. A thort. Uh, a thort was today's word. Yeah. That is a Anyway, yeah, if we check it out, you'll hear our youngest son telling a word out today on TikTok, making people smarter instead of dumber on TikTok. <laughs> I bet he listens to our podcast to get smarter words. is what he says. So. <laughs> smarter Earth. Let's be a dummy Yes, we can, but uh, no, we won't. The next the article is Top 10. Very Top 10. going to have to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. Random number is five. So it's a good one. The Ten best-selling book series of all times. Oh, there, there. There's a throwback to our opening segment. Yeah, book series. The 10 best book series. There's a count comic books. (laughs) Three comes before five. So number 10 is. Naughty. Naughty? N-O-D-D-Y. Not naughty. Naughty. N-O-D-D-Y. It's like bedtime Um, stories. It's a children's book series. About a wooden toy made by a <laughs> and lives in Toyland. The first book appeared in 1949. Enid Blyton, an oh. English writer. Her last book was written in 1963. So look them up. She wrote, yeah, I think like maybe it's like Pinocchio. I don't know. Um, number nine. Ow. The Nancy Drew Mysteries. I bet Hodgkin's watch should be on there too, huh? Written by Carolyn Keene. And uh, yeah, they have a new Nancy Drew TV show on. HBO Max, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a updated uh, setting. It's not the squeaky clean Nancy Drew. Do you know when the series started? I haven't got a clue. In the 30s. That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the series started in the 1930s. And the last ended in 2003. Really? That late, huh? And they had, I mean, that was written under the Carolyn Keene's was a pseudonym, but it's had a lot of other ghost writers uh, that have, you know, written as well. Were they in the sky? <laughs> ghost writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That series has over 175 books in the series. Hmm. There were spinoffs as well. Uh, number eight. The Railway Series. Huh. And 
I heard of one called I can. I think I can. AKA Thomas the Tank. Ah. And then um, that what rings a better bell than the other thing you said. Is a collection of 42 books in the series. Written between 1945 and 2011. Wow. And I didn't know they started as early as that. <laughs> number seven. Uh, number seven, San Antonio. Frederick Dard. It's a awesome. series about cowboys, huh? I I think so, yeah. yeah. As a kindergarten uh, cowboys, seventy-five books, <laughs> San Antonio Adventures. Whoa, it was about a police detective who would have James Bond type adventures. Ah, <laughs> so it's, it's not carbon kindergarten cowboys. Hey teacher, help me tie my boot. Pulled <laughs> up by your bootstraps there, Johnny. Come on. Time my boots. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. Number six. Robert Langdon. Yeah, whoever. Dan Brown's I, character. Yeah, Dan Brown books. The ah. Da Vinci oh, Code yeah, the, and... yeah the, the Angels and Demons. Yeah. There are currently five books in the series. In spite of the controversies over the books, it is the sixth best-selling book series in the world. Uh, it was made into four movies starring Tom Hanks. Hmm. <laughs> Number five. Sweet Valley High. Hmm. Huh. Heard that one either. Francine Pascal is the author of the series. The twin girls in high school, Elizabeth and Jessica Wayfield. In 1983, and they've been in high school for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Over 20 books, whatever. Okay. 20 years in high school. Wow. Must be like the Simpsons, I guess. (laughs) So many things that girls can do in high school. There's over 181. I I guess it compresses the time. It goes through like two months in high school or with each book or something. Uh, (laughs) 100 and 181 books in 20 years. They started a high school in miniskirts and they graduated <laughs> wearing whatever fashion was in the 90s or something. They graduated wearing adult diapers and they were in wheelchairs. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, book series number four. The Bernstein Bears. Wow. Oh, we know one. them. The Bears were introduced in 1962. Until they were canceled last year during COVID. <laughs> Stan and Jan Bernstein 
the Bears. The 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 Bears were actually named after the authors. Huh. And when Stan died, their son Mike took over writing the book series with his mom, Jan, until she died in 2013. Mike continues to write the books you know, to this day. Huh. Um, number three. Perry Mason. Ah, yeah. Lots Perry of Mason. Perry Mason books. Yeah. Uh, first appeared in 1933. Written by Oral Stanley Gardner. Oral Stanley Gardner. Yeah. That was the author. It was a radio show for a long time, a, a daily radio series, like a soap opera that became a actual soap opera, but they had to re retitle it because Earl Stanley Gardner wouldn't let him use his characters. It was known as The Edge of Night when it became a TV show. Uh, I would say the, the, the author or Oral Stanley Gardner was also a practicing attorney for 20 years. Uh -huh. And uh, the series. And of course, it did become a TV show in the 50s with uh, this, what's the guy's Raymond name? Burr. Raymond Burr. Yeah. The series ran 82 uh, novels, 82, 82, the. Hold on. For 82 years. <laughs> <laughs> Now there's 82 books and the series ran into 82 novels. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> Number two, second best selling books of all time is Goosebumps. Oh, really? Better than Perry Mason, huh? Wow. <laughs> yeah. The author, Oral Stein, he produced 62 books in the series. Supposed to be kids' scary books. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're geared towards like uh, middle school and, age. And they made them into movies. It was number on TV one, series on Nickelodeon for a while. The number one book selling series in the world. I it bet is. it's J.D. Rob and uh, <laughs> I think it's Sherlock Holmes. Harry Potter. Oh. Ah. And it was number one best-selling book series in the world. It mm -hmm. has seven books, three companion novels. Mm -hmm. Series first appeared in 1997. It has sold over half a billion copies i have not read a single one you haven't <laughs> no in 2000 they're, they're all available from bard yeah i just i don't know i never picked them up in 2016 the book series has hit 26 billion dollars hmm and i did hear that the author has got more money than the queen of england she probably does. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I forget if it was in a magazine or what. But... Yeah. Well, then. Between the books and the movie. Oh, yeah, that's, I said 26 billion with a B, but billion. It's 26 billion. Hmm. Uh, 
So, top ten, what comes next? Yes, I believe we're going to find an unusual situation. Quest for Truth, presented by Protectors of the Book and HPN. Now located at life-truth.com, here are your podcast host deputies, Keith Heltsley and Nathan Caldwell. Commands of Christ, presented by Nathan Caldwell. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Check, let's check our motivations. Where do we want our treasures to be? Because a lot of times people will do things, but they'll do them for the wrong, they'll do good things, but they'll be doing it for the wrong reason. And uh, sorry, that's not gonna work with God. You want, if you do something because you want praise, well, guess where your reward's gonna be? It's gonna be right here. But if you do something because you want God to reward it and God to be blessed, well, there you go. There you're laying up treasures in heaven. That was commands of Christ, presented by Nathan Caldwell. That sounds like a good idea. Anchor topic. Anchor topic. We what is circle it back thing? around to our first of the anchor topics, which I, I have written down as VEST, Visual Impairment Services Team, which means how will you actually get into seeking help if you find yourself as a blind person, uh, what do you do? How do you pursue that? Uh, what resources can you find? We can do that, or we can do a wild card and just go with whatever. We <laughs> what does our guest want to hear about? <laughs> well, you guys know a lot about the military. Yeah, Did you guys- but this is a section that we like to open up for listener feedback, which we never get. Come on, <laughs> listeners. Come on, call that phone number. Come on, you call in now. <laughs> yeah, call Don't say now that. On, That's usually when somebody's phone, phone rings. <laughs> call in now. Well, uh, let's see. Um, somebody was just at the VA hospital who whose wife was eager to push them off to go to get more training the very next day. <laughs> oh, should I tell that story or something? If you want, we can start with that and see where it okay, goes. Okay, well, on August 3rd, I went to, no, the, 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 the 12th. Of August, I went to my primary care because they changed my doctor. And so I went there and being a new patient of hers, she wanted me to go get blood work, labs, you know, urine and full and chest x-ray. Bend and over and smile for the doc. And so she s- said, uh, you can do it all. You can do some of it here, but you got to go to John Cochran to, to do the chest x-ray and EKG. So I said, well, all I need to do then is just go see the eye doctor and I could go to Heinz. And my wife said, can you go tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to get rid of that quick. You know, so then we Funny went over there to, to the other. Uh-huh. 
to the other hospital because it's only like three miles away, you know. So we went over there and we got everything done. And afterwards, we went on our way to leave. Uh, she, my wife's like, hey, you want to go see the low vest uh, coordinator? So we went there in the eye clinic and told her the same thing. You know, I got all this stuff done. All I need to do is see the low vest and uh, vision and I could go to Heinz. And she's, I said, my wife wants me to go to Heinz. And she said, oh, yeah, when you want to go? My wife said, tomorrow. And she, <laughs> and she fell on the floor begging and pleading. She's like, this. Please, please send him away now. Are you, you really? And, she, my, and my wife didn't say anything, but I know that she was vigorously nodding her head up and down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I said, well, I said, well, maybe after October 1st, because I got a class reunion to go to. But so anyway, I might be going up there to, to hide. Now, the you people that are veterans, though, I mean, if you need anything, you talk to your risk coordinator. And if things break, Terry's finding right. out, of course, you get it. I've, I've got some side I said, I'd, I'd rather, rather wait till I get my, my shipment from you first, because I ordered, I told I got a QWERTY keyboard that broke. I need a new toner cartridge for my printer. Uh, I need new, my bone conducting earbuds broke. My Your Victor Reader charger port don't work. <laughs> and and yeah, you're and, getting one more new thing, and it's a talking. Oh, yeah, a talking microwave. Microwave. Yeah. And she's going to get me a so, Reader. So. so there's a lot of nifty gadgets there to talk about. For right. one thing, before we do that, I would just like to say that you might say, well, Terry, why don't you wait until you go to Heinz and do all that? Well, if you uh, have your current equipment repaired, then they'll repair it or modify it or update it for you. Once you have new equipment issued, they won't support the old equipment anymore. So it is a wise idea if it needs maintenance uh, to do it now. And then when you go to Heinz, let's issue a new this or a new that when he gets his talking microwave he's going to have to uh, do a thing on the, this show of how it works so we can all yeah you have to demonstrate that demonstrate yeah. it yeah that's the word i was looking for warm up something or cook something microwave popcorn <laughs> yeah because see my big thing is our our other microwave that's still at the other house it has the bump dots on it to mark you know here's a popcorn button or whatever but it can be a little difficult still to use and uh, another thing is if the table that it's on frequently there are stuffed laundry or trash or who knows what piled in front of it and it's hard to get to well the microwave we have here is sitting up on top of a kitchen counter or something above the stove it's easier to get to but it's not really marked. And like the week whenever Robin was gone and it was just me home alone or me with Isaac here in the house, I didn't want to use it. If there was a bunch of TV dinners left, it's like, I don't know where the buttons are. It's, it's all flat. And so yeah, the other talking microwave would be really handy. If it's like the one that they used to have in the break room there at Heinz, that'd be really awesome. I didn't know that one talked. <laughs> well, they used to have one. When I went to the first time 10 years ago, they did have a talking one there um, and they got broke. So they just replaced it with a regular one. I had a talking microwave at one time that my uh, doors counselor got me, but it broke. It quit working. I imagine it works the same. You put your food in there, you push the button. It goes. Well, no, I would tell you the buttons you're pushing silly or 
Yeah, if, if you, you press the button, it would go one, big two, or whatever the buttons would be. It would yeah. actually do that. And if you hit something you didn't want to, you could hit clear and start over again. Yeah. He mm. could go through if it's got the panel of like I know defrost, that popcorn. I asked I for if they could get me. I, you know, I told her, I said, uh, I know you can get me the bump dots, you know, no questions asked, but. I'd rather prefer the Velcro. You know, I know I could get that at Walmart, but I can't get to Walmart. And my wife can't remember everything when she goes to the store. You know, <laughs> it's like, could you send me some Velcro too? And she's like, oh, sure. So, you know, and so like, you know, you, you, on Velcro, you got the clothy one, but you also, then you got the, the ridge plasticky one, you know, so that would go good on a microwave. So you wouldn't have to worry about, food that you stuck on your finger getting stuck in the velcro you know yeah, yeah they get stuck on the spiky things they pull it right off of your finger <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know when it comes to like what you know you want to wipe your microwave down you know every once in a while and it's like you can knock them bump dots off real easily you know oh yeah i'm missing a couple careful. i have to have him put more on again i mean you want them to stick up you know far but then they're so easily knocked off it's like man they need some something better you know but you know. you know they told me too the bump dots once you take that bump out of that off that sticker paper or whatever the circle that's left from behind that bump dot you could tear it off and use it in place mm -hmm. so instead of a bump dot you got like a little bump divot, divot i guess yeah. yeah or you could or you could use the cross parts where they, they come in like in a grid shape and you can have like a little plus <laughs> sign there kind of an Right, there's lots of different ways of using those things. So right, I was like, that's right. Cool. Even if, once you take the dots off, you can still use the remaining part of the. That's what I'm saying. Right, yeah, right. yeah. You can use those as well. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Well, well, there's. there's uh, that's like using all the pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some entry level getting help for blind folks. Just let people know that there are resources. Even if you're not a veteran. Uh, every state has its own state program. Uh, the, the main difference between a state program and a VA is a state program will train you with various equipment, but they don't always buy you that equipment. Whereas if on the VA, if you train with it and lay hands on it, it, it gets assigned to you. I'm pretty sure that they're usually always the Department of Human Services. And in um, Illinois, the training centers in Chicago, we've been yeah. there. And, and they will train you with computers, but they, they won't issue you one unless you are going to school or, or have a job. You, otherwise, if you buy it on your own, they'll happily train you on it. So that, that's just for an example. But let's go ahead and move on so we can move towards winding up down our show. Wait a minute, Remy. you got to do me a big favor. Do we have an email? We do have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? This is uh, from somebody who says, Hi there, TSF host. Recently, in my hometown, they built a new tavern. that It's called the Dad Bar. <laughs> I decided to try it out one night, and so I went. It was a slow night. There was only the bartender and a few other dads sitting at the bar. I walked up to the bar and the bartender greeted me. How are you, buddy? I replied, I'm thirsty. Everyone in the bar shouted, hi, thirsty. Because <laughs> it's the dad bar. It goes on. 
The bartender continued pointing to the other patrons, and this is starving, this is tired, and <laughs> you want to watch out for this guy. He's horny. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that was my first trip to the dad bar. Just call me thirsty from um, from Beaver Lake, Kentucky. So, so that was our email. Starving, thirsty, hungry, tired. <laughs> Sounds like the seven dwarfs. Uh, yeah. We, Earth people, cannot possibly be the only intelligent form of life in the universe. Uh, anyway, we're down to our final thoughts. The part that Robin just loves to hear about. <laughs> now, she can blame you guys for the dumb jokes and not me. Have you ever thought about entering what you ate into your uh, fitness watch? Well, don't do it. I did, and it called an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, would they hear mine? They're awesome. Well, mine are kind of school-based here. The first thing I got to tell you is geology rocks, but geography is where it's at. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know which comes first. (laughs) Neither one from Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) apparently. Uh, a teacher asked her students, I am beautiful. What tense is that? And a girl jumped up and said, apparently past tense. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor teacher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> a basic rule of grammar is... Double negatives are a big no-no. <laughs> no, no. That makes them good, right? For no. Yeah. Now, uh, disclaimer: This one is not necessarily about my actual wife, but it says my wife had an appointment the other day at the optician. He held up her file and said, "I've got the report of your recent eye test." Great, she replies. Can I see it? He shook his head sadly. I doubt it. <laughs> Don't you just hate it when someone answers their own question? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's one that I hate. I hate when I'm trying to sing a song and the <laughs> artist comes on and gets all the words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. That's all that. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, it takes guts to be an organ donor. Uh, the Wi-Fi in my house went down for five minutes, so I had to talk to my family. 
they seem like interesting people. Yeah, amazing how that works. <laughs> we should do that around our house sometime. Talk to people? Wait a minute. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't have any more. You two go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Peter was rich. I don't know. By his net worth. <laughs> Net worth. He's a fisherman. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about eating a taco over a tortilla? Then whatever drops off, bam, another taco. <laughs> Inventions. You need to have that patented. <laughs> uh, well... Uh, what famous rock group has four members that can't sing? Mount Rushmore! <laughs> well, that's all I got. I got more, but that's all I got for now. <laughs> Everything I like is either expensive, illegal, or won't text me back. I won't text you back. <laughs> well, sound like a real life problem there. Uh, well, <laughs> that's all we got then, or what? I'm done. Yeah, I got all one right. more. You know, you know, you're pretty ugly when it's time for that group photo, and they hand you the camera. <laughs> <laughs> ugly person gets the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more? You got one more? Uh oh. Remember, if we get caught, you're deaf and I can't speak English. There was one time my dad told me the other day it was, um, my son told me he was impressed, so I told him to go hang out in his room. <laughs> Hang out. He's depressed. <laughs> huh? Oh, man. Oh, okay. uh, so you got one more, Robin? How many animals did Moses bring on the ark? Moses? <laughs> Wait a minute. He wasn't on the ark, was he? None. None. Noah brought them. Ah, yes. Yeah, so not, like not, not Moses. Not Moses. <laughs> Moses had the Ten Commandments. Burning bush. <laughs> I have one more fun thought left in me. Um, being a genius has its limits, but stupidity goes to infinity and beyond. How <laughs> ah, true. <laughs> well, I think we have a swell solution to that one. Well, since we're now thoughtless, it's time to <laughs> sign off and uh, tell everybody thanks for listening. Uh, visit us out there on the web at thatsoundsfunny.com. You can uh, leave us a, a comment there, leave us an email. Uh, we're getting ready to reach our 100th episode, so contributions are welcome. Uh, when you're out there listening to us on your podcatching device, make sure you leave us a reading and review. And with all that said, that's all I got. 
This is your host, Keith, signing off. We'll see you next week. Tune in next week and you'll hear body parts you didn't even know you had. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Terry will have another random top 10 list about something. Something or other. <laughs> oh, see you by then. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com.